This is Steve Perryman back on the Steve Perryman podcast. Happy to be back. Um, it's not full time because uh, this is just a sort of uh, a holding podcast uh, until we get our act together for the new season. But I felt with the Euros and the new Tottenham manager that it was about time that we showed you our faces again and give you some opinions on what's been happening because a lot has been happening um so tom tom's in the office we this is hastily arranged so we haven't got howard with us or vivian so it's just me and tom on this one and how you been tom what you've been up to in the in the sort of break from the podcast i'm not suggesting you've had a break in life that's for sure <laughs> yeah well mixing mixing enjoying the euros and um also uh buying a house at the moment so going through all of that all of that malarkey okay but, uh yes yeah, so that's taken up a lot of time work's very busy but um yeah it was quite nice to have a bit of a break from from football after after the last season and well, it was uh, a tough season wasn't it with regard to in so many in, ways in a, in a way not not that it was a bind it was never a bind and hopefully you didn't think it was that either but you know week after week with the disappointments coming and flying at us it it took some getting up for didn't it that you know you when you're thinking about doing a podcast it, i mean it's great if it's nice and light and airy which i hope this one will be today but it yeah. was starting to drag wasn't it yeah it was. because of results and performances and stuff yeah results and performances and and the just the whole kind of circus that was surrounding like every every game it seemed like you know whether it was Sky trying to sell Harry Kane, or you know Jose coming out with something that just never, ne never felt like a particularly enjoyable week-on-week -week experience following Spurs last season. So uh, yeah, let's see what let's see what happens next next year. See but I mean, what the, the new season brings. Yeah, but I mean, in the meantime, been been really enjoying really enjoying the Euros. I think there's been some really good games. Uh, be nice to see some of our players playing really well. Hoiberg particularly um harry obviously kicking gear now as well hope we can still say that he's a our player <laughs> in the near future but um but yeah, I, mean, yeah have... I think i think the hoiberg one is very interesting because and whatever i say next does not mean i think that he's had a bad season for us because he was one of the better players wasn't he i think he was a successful buyer but he looks a class above what even we saw last year when he's playing for Denmark. And it's almost as if he has to do less for Denmark. So, but less is more because when he's on the ball, he looks classier and he looks like he's prepared to, to run forward and stuff. So I think this, this Euros has been great for him. And um, which, which I'm delighted to see. And I think that applies to some other players that have been in and around their, their um, national teams. Uh, I think Christensen, who I actually rated, um, but he wasn't a regular for Chelsea. But I've really liked him during the Euros. And I was discussing you with you this earlier, the Swedish centre-back who plays for Man United. Lindelof. You, Lindelof, yeah. I in a different shirt, a different colour, 
he looked a different player and he brought the ball out a couple of times for Sweden. And I'm thinking, who's that? And when I checked, it's Lindelof. And well, he doesn't do that for United. I think he, as, of course, he's a good player. He wouldn't be United, would he? But um, he looked again a cut above. And our goalkeeper in the national team, you know, I think he's been sort of fairly average uh, for Everton. And yet he's looking self-assured and on top of his game and stuff. So, yeah, there's players like that. I, I really like the player Schick. Not that I knew him before, but I certainly know him now, the, the Czechoslovakian Czech one. I liked him and um, there's some other players I was thinking about. Um, the the right-footed left-back of Denmark who crossed that ball with his right foot for the goal. Oh, yeah. What a player. What a cross. And by the way, what a finish. So Lovely there's been, goal. I think you mentioned it, there's been fair quality, hasn't there, in this Euros? And it's been good entertainment. And lucky enough, I missed the the Scotland game. And I only missed it, which everyone was looking forward to, of course, the old rivalry. I missed it because we went down to spend a week in Cornwall. I think we'd sort of deserved a bit of a change of scenery and a rest. And although the weather wasn't looking great, but it turned out fine, but decided to choose the, the, the kickoff time of the England-Scotland game to find a gap in the traffic from here down to Cornwall is not the easiest once you've got the, the run to the sun happening. So um, we flew through. It was fantastic. But good move. of course, a good move. And you're listening to it on the radio and the, the disappointment sort of coming over the airwaves. So, um, but, but I think that was, in a way, that was heaven sent because we were already qualified. So there was no real pressure on that, was there? Yes, did we want to finish top or second or whatever? I don't think that could have worked out any better, do you? the way that we've found a route through. And um, so, but I think the manager has stood up and I like him because he's sensible. There's, there's nothing to dislike about him. That's not me speaking well of him after the event because I've always liked him. Just sensible, which I think is needed in football. He, you know, he doesn't get too high or too low. And he yeah. certainly doesn't pick the team that the press want. Yeah, and then they get on his back because of that. And the fans get on his back. And he's just taking it all in his stride and just got on with his job. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good on him. He's he's really kind of turned the opinion around after that Scotland game in particular. When um, Lovely, isn't it? Hmm. Lovely. He's stuck to his sort of way and his principles. And uh, I, I love it, you know, and, and the player that they're all pushing for. You know, didn't even put a foot on the pitch in that great victory, the last one. So perhaps he's saving him for the semi-final and all that goes with that. But but you know, Denmark certainly won't be a pushover. That's that's obvious. They're too organised. They're they've got goal. The the query about and I listened to the radio this afternoon. The query about Denmark before it all started was: Will they score enough goals? Well, that was when they had Ericsson in the group. 
And then all of a sudden, as we all know, sadly, Ericsson comes out of the group. So their ability to score goals surely diminishes. But it hasn't. No, and they've got something to to kind of drive them forward now, haven't they? They're playing for... Yeah, that, that, yeah. that must have united them so it's, much. And they're such an impressive bunch, the, the Danish national them. team. The way they've responded to it all. The, the way they responded to it immediately, like on yeah. the pitch when it happened. And then Absolutely. the way they've kind of, you know, got on with the job since, obviously, with uh, with, with that driving them forward. Um, yeah. It's not going to be an easy game at all. It's got them even more... To, I won't suggest they weren't together anyway but it's got them even closer together as a unit, hasn't it? And I remember back maybe 30 years ago when they turned the league professional in Denmark and after six months, the players had a vote and they wanted it to go back to semi-professional. Why? And the answer was, it's too serious. (laughs) We like the fact that we've got our job and then our football and back to the job and then on to football. So in a way, it tells you that they're different thinkers, which yeah. I think is is showing itself. Of course, they're professionals now because they're playing all over all over Europe, probably, aren't they? Mm. At various clubs. Let's have that state of mind back then. That's yeah. just amazing for me. So so well done them. And and of course, we've got a chance, haven't we? We've got as much, you know, there's four teams left. We've got as much chance or not as much chance as anyone else. And, you know, I did like Italy. I think they look they look a cut above. And of course, Spain always have to be worried about. But uh, I, I don't think they've quite got the quality i think italy uh, italy lost a few friends with the way they finished the game the other day as well didn't they wasting time and uh, you know it's gamesmanship and you know yeah but but they certainly uh it was the chap who um who jumped do, up yeah jumped up like a lazarus when he uh yeah. yeah when they scored but you know happens doesn't it but i heard david james interviewed on um or saw him interviewed on on breakfast time and what did you think about that, David? He wasn't on to talk about that, but he did. And um, right at the end, he said, well, you've always got to put it in perspective. What about if that was our player? And actually, when he did get up and run across, he was running gingerly. <laughs> <laughs> what what a use of a word that was, David, to sort of get the get it out of trouble so um but for me the biggest point was missed because they cleared the ball within that challenge that ended up with him on the floor and the center back looked at him and almost said something to him which cost him about a yard concentration and getting out and he was the one lacking when they when they conceded the shot. So that was the biggest point of all. Yeah. So so in terms of a lesson for say young players, you know, it's it's all it's okay caring about your opponent, even if he was injured or maybe wasn't, because that's like a, a caring about the game because he's acting. Don't show it until the, the, the move is finished. Mm. Yeah, Don't not- show it. Don't let it cost you your your position for sure. 
and your you, you know your your attitude so uh, certainly focus but um i haven't no i haven't noticed or clock that that's really interesting you have a look you have a look yeah well right after this so and i think and i think that's been missed so um yeah i like italy as a group i like the the back to older generation men that are rock solid and I think there's a lot about the Italians. There's a lot about them. So you, you've highlighted one or two sort of iffy things, but overall, I like them. So in the Euros in general, I think the standard's been good. Uh, referees have been excellent. I think the referees have looked more manly than our referees look. I know some of ours are out there. But it's like they make a decision. That's it. That's the decision. And they don't really take all this nonsense coming at them, which our referees seem to stand for. So I've, I've been really impressed with them. And VAR, for some reason, seems simpler. Don't you notice it so much? Because it's done and dusted and on to the next. Yeah. It's Which is probably how it was meant to be for us. But it's not... I think in England we want to look the inside out of a of a duck's ass, if you know what I mean. We want to question everything, whereas it feels like during these Euros that the referee gives it and we take our lead off of his his body language that says, "I've made my decision. There's no question there." One or two things happened in the Wales game where Robbie Savage of course, being Welsh, was pleading with his team to keep the ball in the corner flag late in the game when they were only a goal up and it was a bit tense. So keep it in the corner, keep it in the corner. And it looked like they were, and then Bell drove past someone and created a goal chance. It wasn't a goal, but anyway, two minutes later, now you're really close to the end. They get a second corner. Well, they must keep it in the corner now. They must keep it in the corner, almost pleading with them to keep it in the corner. And Bell does exactly the same thing, drives past the opponent, sets someone off, and it's a goal. Now the game is finished. So I, I've said it before. I just want pundits to sometimes, when they're wrong, to say, oh, good job they didn't do what I was suggesting. Because... No one can be right about everything. We've all got our football experiences. And you know what? I don't think I could tell Bell what to do at a, a corner, short corner situation. Yes, certain aspects of it you could, but well, you know, just, just sometimes let the game happen. I think that's my message to the, uh, to the pundits as such. So, um, I'm pleased I missed the Scotland game. So in general, if you ask me what I've been doing in the break, been to Cornwall for a lovely week, had some family time. So I was with family down there, down in Cornwall. And later on, we're looking to probably in October time, go to Portugal. Um, we go late summer every year, but probably pushed it back a little bit. So that give us a chance to all be together again. I had my two brothers round at our new house over the weekend. 
and their wives. So it was great to see them. That was the first chance we've had really to get together, which is great. And we've had one or two family weddings off, um, like everyone else. Why wouldn't ours be off? You know, when you've only allowed 30 people and stuff. So they've they've um, held back and now it's been rearranged. So I suspect everyone out there is in the same situation as, as we are. But it's been an interesting time. And, and I suppose being retired, don't have to get up to go to work. I still get accused of looking after the guard in the settee too much. Tom, you've heard that one from Kim before. Um, well, I was actually guarding someone else's settee today because I got asked to dog sit the neighbours, two dogs, while they went to look at new kitchens. And Kim was in the village shop where she's volunteering to do stuff. So I had to step up and go to their house and just be there. I don't know what what they could probably be getting up to that I could stop, but there you go. So uh, it's made life different. And um, I've sort of freshened up in my mind a bit after the the, um, the toils of last season. And and of course, we've got a new, new Tottenham manager. Tom, how do you see that one? Yeah, I mean, he 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 wasn't top of my my list, but uh, the, the the more I think about it, you know, he he's he comes across as a really good guy, genuine genuine chap. Um, you know, when I think when Poch left, uh, the way that Wolves had played the season before and the, and the way they were playing that season as well, I think any of us may well have been you know been been up for having having him as our coach at that stage um last season not quite so so good for them but i mean you've got to bear in mind they lost two of their best players you know one to injury um, him and us to injury and uh, yeah. jota obviously went to liverpool um and you know i remember i remember the game at wembley um in i think it was late 2018 december 2018 um when we were 1-0 up at half time Harry Kane scored a really good goal against them, and then uh, second half they just tore us apart. Uh, and even even other games where we've won at their place over the last couple of years, I think they've generally been the better team. Um, yeah, they play some really really good stuff. Uh, you know, I I think I think he comes across more like a kind of like that potch feeling of, uh, of of a kind of almost like quite avuncular, you know. Yeah. Caring manager, yeah, exactly in charge, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm going to go into the season with a very open mind, and yeah. uh, and and look forward to seeing what he can do for us. As I say, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, I, I was, there was others who who I was possibly more excited about the prospect of, but uh, when all was said and done, I actually think, given given what I know about him, what I've seen about him in the past, um, I'm really intrigued to see what he can do for us. Yeah. I, I'm I'm similar to you, Tom. It wouldn't have been my first choice. Uh, I really would not have minded uh, it being the Potter chap at yeah. Brighton. There's a real lot I like about him, the way that he's pushed that team forward. Uh, as disappointed as I was that he took over from Chrissy Hewton at the time, but he's he's. Uh, I've got to like him over the course of uh, you know a season or two. Um, I've always said that I'm not a reader of books, but I am a reader of faces, and the Nuno's face tells me he's a good guy. 
Now, I know it's more than being a good guy and it's going to come down to what power he's got and what ammunition he's given by the board of directors and, and Daniel Levy as per changing faces or the faces that he wants to try and change. So um, he's brought all his own staff in, which is what every manager of Tottenham deserves. You, you should be working with your own people that understand you and they understand you. And I like the fact that he's linked with Portugal. I like that country. I know Mourinho was from Portugal, but I like the, I like the Portuguese mentality of football. And uh, yeah, so I think, you know, if, if there's players to be got from that area, he should know about them. Um, he seemed to have done that effectively at, uh, at Wolves. And I, I don't, I haven't heard anything from Wolves supporters suggesting that they're pleased to, that he's gone. So I, I think there's a lot going for him and uh, he's, he's made of the right type, um, which is of course important in the dressing room and the, you know, on training days and match days. And also it's important how he, how he acts um, in the boardroom with, with the, with the chairman, etc. as per, getting across his way, his plan, uh, the, the, the way he wants to do it. So let's hope for good things. Um, in amongst all the other stuff, other than guarding the, the um, sofa, um, there's some new dates come up where with things opening up. Um, Mickey Hazard has, has uh, rebooked the 10th of September for his FA Cup event, 81 event. Tom's telling me it's in Tottenham. Is it the Le Royale? Le Royale. Ooh, yeah, it's right. I can't, it's, it's right on the high road. Um, right, right in the middle of Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, Le Royale. Uh, Le Royale. So the FA Cup comes back to Tottenham. It does. So I think Ricky... And you're Ricky all going to be there. Ricky was due over, wasn't he? And Keith's yep. going to be there. So yep. that'd be a good event. And me personally... Ke me personally Keith Hackett as well, the ref. Keith Hackett, wow. He's going to be there. What a good one that is. Yeah. So I'm also going to attend, I think this one is in Tottenham as well. Terry Naylor's got a book launch on the 7th of August. Terry's written a book. Well done, Terry. And we'll have him on the, the podcast to talk about his book and stuff to, to promote it. And I've, my first one that I'm doing is in North Finchley. And I've always wondered, because I drove from North Holt to Tottenham on the North Circular for all those years, I always wondered why there wasn't more functions in Stanmore, Finchley, etc. So this one is on the 26th of July. It's a friend of mine who's got a pub there uh, called, well, it's Madden's Bar in each East Finchley High Road, North 29ED. So um, if anyone's interested, come and listen to more, more of my old nonsense. And um, Tom, thank you for being party to this today. Um, I'll have to send it to Howard to make sure he doesn't feel too far out of it and Vivian. <laughs> so uh, we can regroup soon, not necessarily next week, but uh, as soon as we can and uh, we're getting the feeling of the juices flowing of next season's um, 
season's starting. And um, I've actually got my eye on a, a pre-season fixture of Exeter playing at Bath City in the next couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm starting to get back into the flow of all this. So um, who knows? I might spot a player there and be able to pass him on to, to Nuno. You never know. So um, thank you, Tom. Much appreciated. Thank you all for listening. And uh, good to be back. And uh, hope you've enjoyed it and speak to you soon. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, England. <laughs>